Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the English with Fraser podcast. Maybe you can hear the difference, I'm sure you remember me speaking about it, but yes, finally using the new microphone. Really excited, absolutely chuffed, which is a British English way of saying very happy. So very happy to be using the new mic, hopefully it sounds better. Hopefully my voice doesn't sound too bad and hoarse because I was actually on a on a holiday the last weekend so maybe my voice isn't sounding 100% but we'll still make it work. So welcome back and in this episode we'll be talking about my trip to Prague. Now this trip was a holiday with some friends so more than just one friend as as was in Malta but this time with multiple friends. In the UK we sometimes call this a lads holiday. Now lads is British English for boys or friends so that's L-A-D-S. So this was our first lads holiday with me and my friends and it's quite a big moment for for all guys and and girls out there as well to to sort of finally go on holiday with all your friends and have have a good time. Obviously when we go on holiday it's usually with family members especially when you're younger growing up. So the first holiday with friends is always a momentous occasion. However, I did have a holiday with two of my other friends before this, and that was to Benicassim in Spain to watch uh, a festival, a music festival. As I remember it, it wasn't far from Valencia, southeast of Spain on the coast. Uh, The weekend was playing. Biffy Clyro. Liam Gallagher. It's a sort of a, a rock festival, festival, but it also had some pop artists uh, attending as well. So actually, this is potentially my second lads' holiday. But when I think of lads' holiday, I think of a bigger group. So we must have had six of us attending this lads' holiday. So six is a really good number. So it's a nice sized group. You've got lots of friends to talk to. It's a big group to go out with, to go drinking, to go clubbing. We did some sightseeing in the day and then in the evening we went out, maybe had a bite to eat and then did some drinking. Before going out, we'd usually play drinking games in the flat that we rented. So this uh, lads holiday was interesting. It was to Prague and we flew in from different locations from the UK. So some of us are based in the south such as myself from Reading. Another friend of mine lives in the Midlands. Another friend lives up north, very far up north. Another friend lives fairly far up north, sort of Manchester, Liverpool way. Another friend lives with me in Reading and another friend lives not far in Bristol. So three of us, we were like the southern hub, the southern team. We flew in from Heathrow. We flew from... Heathrow with British Airways. One person flew from the Midlands. He flew from Birmingham International, I think it's called. I'm not sure. I've never flown there before. And two, the last two flew from up north. I assume they flew from Manchester. So it sort of acted as a bit of a, a reunion. We hadn't seen each other, or some of us hadn't seen each other for a long time, a year, two years even. So it acted as a reunion. So we flew to Prague, a common destination, met up as it was old times and it was really good fun. 
Now, it's quite rare to go on a lad's holiday and fly British Airways, but at the time, BA, so the shortened version of British Airways, was the cheapest flights we could fly to get to Prague. On a lad's holiday, you usually try to do everything for as cheap as possible in the sense cheap flights, fairly cheap accommodation, and when you're there, alcohol and food is usually on the cheaper side. Classic destinations for a lad's holiday are Benidorm, Ayanapa, any sort of Greek island, Spanish island, party destinations as they call them. Prague, where we went to, is seen as more as a stagdu city, a stagdu capital. Now, you may have heard what a stagdu is. A stagdu is a party that guys have before one of their friend friends is getting married. It often has a few challenges, a few silly things. So the person that's getting married has to wear a certain weird costume. They have to do a forfeit. And the idea is that it's the last night of freedom before they get married. Of course, that's a bit of a joke because when you get married, you suddenly aren't shackled down and can't do anything. But it's a bit of fun. Ladies have their version of this, and this is called a Hindu. So often people, they decide on a destination. They get printed t-shirts, Stag Do 2023, something of that nature. Go somewhere, drink a lot of alcohol, have fun, party. Very British thing to do. Now, Prague is more of a Stag Do place than a party place. But regardless, any big European city you can go to, have a good time, do a bit of sightseeing, drink, club, have fun. And we did exactly that. Now, the flat was booked by one of my friends via the application Airbnb. My friend managed to get a really good deal. And as there were six of us, we could split the cost between six. So it worked out fairly cheap per night to stay in this accommodation. One friend unfortunately had the short straw and he had to sleep on the sofa. However, he said he didn't mind this because the sofa pulled out and it turned into sort of a double bed. The highlight of this flat, lovely big kitchen and dining area. But for me, the highlight was the balcony. So there was a balcony with a wooden table outside, had multiple seats so we could all sit outside. We sat outside in the sun, drank, a few of us smoked, just had a gen genuinely really good time there. Now, outside some of these seats must have been really old because the first day we were there, one of my friends sat in one of these old wooden seats and he was just sat there talking, we were having a few beers and then suddenly he heard this massive crunch this crack noise we all looked over at him to the right and it turns out one of the panels in the seat and have completely snapped in half so we were joking calling him fat saying can't believe you've done this but to be fair to him it wasn't his fault and then the same guy the next day sat on a different chair and that one also broke in half however we sort of were a bit more relaxed to the fact that when we arrived there was already a broken chair there so we didn't feel too guilty and will blame bad workmanship. Now, on the balcony was the location for most of our drinking and our drinking games. I'm sure you are all aware of what a drinking game is. It's a fun little game, often with cards that you use with forfeits and challenges to drink. And the idea is you have fun, drink more, get more drunk, and then ready to go out.
Also, we have this idea of pre-drinks in the UK. Sometimes this is shortened to pre's, P-R-E-S. And pre-drinks are just when you gather at someone's house or flat before going out into town and you drink for maybe two to three hours. The idea is you want to be a little bit tipsy before you go out on a night out. Once you go out on a night out, drinks are of course more expensive in pubs, clubs and bars, especially bars. So you want to be fairly, fairly tipsy before you go. That way it means it's cheaper because you go to Tesco or a supermarket, buy the alcohol you want, maybe some snacks, get free some of the beer, some of the vodka. And then by the time you go out, you don't have to buy as many drinks because you're already, you've already drunk in a little bit and you save money. Now we were playing a drinking game called Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire is played with a deck of cards. Each number, so 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, Jack, King, Queen, etc. has a sort of little challenge linked to it that you have to do. For example, we had six of us on the balcony and each card means something. Number five is the thumb master. So if you draw number five, to draw means to pull it out of the deck to receive it, then you're the thumb master. So the thumb master has to place his thumb on the table and wait for everyone else to put their thumb on the table. This means that people have to pay attention and remember who the thumb master is. If he places his thumb on the table and nobody notices for five minutes, eventually somebody's gonna notice and then everyone puts their thumb on the table and there's a quick rush to put the thumb on the table. The last person who doesn't put his thumb on the table loses and he has to drink some of their drink. Everyone on the table will have the drink of their choice. Maybe beer, maybe vodka, may, maybe rum. And also in the middle there's a big glass or a big jar and everyone pours a little bit of alcohol in there when they lose a task. And that's like the end forfeit. If you have to drink that then that's not fun because there's a lot of different alcohol and all sorts of different stuff in there. Another example is number nine. So nine is rhyme because nine rhymes with nine. If you get number nine, you have to say a word and you go around the circle rhyming with the previous person on that, on that same word. So if I get nine and I say dog, the next person might say bog. The next person might say log. The next person might say jog. The person after, he may be out of words. He can't think of a good word. And that means he loses. So he has to drink some of his drink because he lost. And you go on to the next person who pulls another card. So this is how the game goes. Going around the circle, all pulling a card, all with different forfeits, different challenges, depending on which card you get. Jack's a fun one. Jack means you get to make a rule. So... You can make up a rule and if that person doesn't do it, then they also have to drink a forfeit. For example, one of them we had was Jack. So when, when you drink, you have to pat yourself on the head. So say you lose a, a game, so you lose on number eight and you drink. So you've lost, so you have to drink. But if you forget to pat your head because that was the rule from Jack, that means now you have to drink again. So you drink first time. Oh, damn, I forgot. Drink the second time and pat yourself on the head. And that's how it works with Jack. Now, 
Ace is a fun one. So Ace is waterfall. So the person that pulled this card starts drinking and then the person next to them starts drinking as well. And eventually everyone's drinking at the same time until the first person that pulled Ace stopped drinking. Once they stop drinking, the person next to them stops drinking da -da -da -da, until it goes all the way around. So it's acts in sort of a waterfall style because somebody stops, then the next person stops and eventually the last person stops. So we played this game every night and it was really fun. It got us in a good mood, ready to go out, and I'd recommend playing Waterfall or Googling the rules if you'd like to know further. Sorry about Ring of Fire and Googling the rules of Ring of Fire if you ever need a good drinking game to play with friends. After touching down from our flight on the first day, we decided to meet up and do some touristy things and explore rather than going straight to the flat and relaxing. Our thought process there is when you arrive to a place, the first thing you want to do is chill and maybe relax because you're tired. But this isn't the best use of your time. We were only there for three nights, so we wanted to make the best use of each day we possibly could. On the first day, we arrived to the Old Town Square. Now, have you been to any big European city? You know that the Old Town, the square, is the place to be. I know, especially when I've been in Poland, I always look for the Old Town because that is the most beautiful part of the city, historical, it's in a square, there's some old buildings, maybe a fountain, a church, plenty to see, plenty of places to eat and drink. So we went there, we met up with our two friends who, had, who, who were there from, from Manchester the day before, so they were already in Prague and it was good to finally see them again. And then we found a nice place to have a drink. We sat at one of the bars on the square. We call this in the UK a tourist trap in the sense that these places are incredibly aimed and catered to tourists. This translates to they're incredibly expensive. However, being abroad, the pound into the euro or the pound into the local currency can sometimes be fairly favourable for us. So this means, of course, it's expensive, but in comparison to the UK, it's probably no more expensive than having a drink in London. I remember we ordered a big pitcher of beer, so not just your usual glass. We have a pint glass in the UK, the Imperial Pint. That's what we usually drink beer in. So a pint of beer is the classic UK drink. And that's, I think, 560 millilitres more or less, 560 millilitres. However, we had a, a tankard of beer, so it was a litre of beer, almost two pints, massive big cup, massive big uh, glass. It looked like something from the Middle Ages, very medieval. So we sat there drinking the beer, enjoying the sunshine. Lovely moment, reunited with old friends. Really loved that. We were actually sat close to the Prague astronomical clock. Now this, in my opinion, is one of the most pretty things to see in Prague. It's a lovely old clock tower and on the clock it's made of glass and it's astronomical so it reflects, um, it's in relation to the stars and the moon and how that makes the earth spin and how that relates to time. I'm not a phys physicist as you can, as you can well tell. But that was really nice, really recommend that. And then we took a nice walk around Prague, 
looked around to see what we could see. There was a, a museum, I think St. Nicholas's Church. That was really nice. And I always recommend when you're in a big city and you're being a tourist there, don't take a taxi when you're in the centre. Don't take the bus. Just go by foot, explore everything, get a good feel, get a good vibe for the place how the architecture is, how normal streets look, what cars are there. And that's, for me, the best way to explore a city once you're there. Now, we were walking around Prague in an attempt to find a shop to buy some food and alcohol. We then stumbled upon a Tesco in Prague, and we were shocked to find this. Tesco is a popular supermarket in the UK. I even mentioned it earlier in this podcast. Probably my number one place to visit. I also like Audi and Lidl. However, Audi being a German brand is obviously more visible and more widespread across Europe. Tesco, not so much. However, there was a Tesco in Prague. Now, in the UK, Tesco has a special card called a club card. Everybody has a club card. They're free to get. You just sign up for one, you receive one, and once you purchase things, you scan your club card. It gives you discounts, also points that can be spent on experiences, tickets to places, and things of that nature. So we were speaking to the the cashier. We obviously didn't understand Czech. I speak Polish, which is similar, so I can understand a few words. Asked for the receipt, and then we tried to scan the club card. And we thought, great, because in Tesco, there's the regular price and some items have a club card price. So we scanned and to our horror, sheer horror, the club card doesn't work abroad. So interesting fact, Tesco club card only works in the UK. The local beer was Starro Prime in there. And even in Tesco, you could buy it so cheap. They did big 2.5 litre bottles for pounds I believe we didn't get that we had a few cans we call them tins or tinnies a tinny is a can of beer bought our alcohol went back to the flat played a drinking game and then we went out so this was the first night I regret to say we didn't try any of the local cuisine and that is a regret of mine when I do travel I like to try some of the local food to see what is popular there and obviously broaden my tastes and broaden my experiences. We went to this Italian restaurant, which was really nice though. I think I ordered a margarita, played it safe, but sometimes you can't beat the classics, as they say. Simple, but effective. Had a pizza, had a few more drinks. Now, two of us went to the club to party, but the rest of us just went back home. This was because it was the first night, we were fairly tired, only slept two hours before. As you know, when traveling, you have to wake up so early, get to the airport two hours before, obviously travel to the airport. It's all a big fiasco and can be quite draining. However, we did still drink a fair amount of alcohol. We also knew the next day we had an activity book. The next day, we were going to the shooting range to do some shooting, to shoot some guns. This shooting range looked like a bunker, 
So we arrived, we got picked up in a van by one of the guys from the range. He drove us there, went to the underground bunker. There they gave the safety demonstration. It was fairly brief. We were saying if this was in the UK, you'd have to do a lot longer demonstration and more health and safety. In the Czech Republic, Czechia, as it's now referred to, it was a lot more relaxed. Obviously, we went through all the safety stuff, but it was a, a more streamlined. We put goggles on, each had a turn with the gun, shot at the target. I remember I didn't have my glasses on, so I need glasses for long distance. I can see close dis- distances really well and clear. For example, now I'm recording this on my computer, I can read everything on the screen fine. Long distances, I'm not so good. I'm not good at seeing and recognising faces. It's not that blurry, but the finer details aren't very good. I remember at university, one of my friends was waiting for me and I couldn't recognise his face until I got really close. And actually, recently, I was travelling home from work on the bus. My mum also works in the town centre. She travelled back on the bus as well. We were both on the top floor of the bus, so double-decker buses like in the UK, two floors. We were on the top floor and there was a a lady waiting at the end of the bus to go go down on the stairs and I walked towards her and obviously didn't think anything of it. It wasn't until I got really close I could see, ah, that's my mum and I didn't even recognise her. So if I can't recognise my own mother, you can imagine other faces completely useless. So I didn't have my glasses on and the safety goggles were steaming up. So I remember shooting at the target with steamed up blurry goggles and not having my glasses on. So it was actually pretty hard. So I was impressed with myself that I managed to hit the target a few times. Didn't do too bad considering I literally couldn't see anything. So I was just sort of aiming in the fairly correct destination. Before doing the shooting, we also had a cooked breakfast. So this is full English breakfast. You may have heard of the full English breakfast. And what it is, is essentially bacon, sausage, eggs cooked in a variety of ways, toast, tomatoes, mushrooms, and maybe some extra components, such as black pudding, which is made from pig's blood. Sounds horrible, black pudding. I actually quite like it. So, the all-day breakfast, the English breakfast, is incredibly famous, obviously as a breakfast, but also as a hangover cure. So, of course, we had a little bit of a hangover, had been drinking the night before, and decided on the all-day, or the, the English breakfast. Went down a treat, absolutely delicious. My friend who I went to Malta with is obviously a chef, so he's very good at cooking. He helped cook it, really good, really enjoyed that. And that leads me to ask, what do you think the best hangover cure is? So I don't know if you have any hangover cures in your countries. If you've drunk some alcohol the night before, next morning you need to feel better. Is there any hangover cures? For us, tends to be something salty, maybe some meat. I also like, as a friend recommended to me, he actually went on this trip trying to get some sugar back in the system, so a coffee with milk and sugar 
Normally I wouldn't drink sugar with coffee, but when I'm hungover, get some sugar in the system, caffeine to wake you up, that goes down really well. For me, my favourite would be a bacon sandwich. So two pieces of bread, bacon, ketchup. That's perfect. That, for me, is the best hangover cure, without a doubt. So after the shooting, we chilled, went back to the flat, and then went to get more alcohol, and then hit it again. More drinking. Now, this is the sort of aim of the game on a lad's holiday. If you want to make the best use of the time possible, do some sightseeing, some touristy things, but also go out on the two or three nights you're there. By that time you've had some food, your hangover's gone, and you'll have another drink. So we had another drink, played some more drinking games. This time it got quite quite loud, we were, we were a bit more drunk this time, and then decided to go into town to the club. The club was called Duplex, and I believe it's one of the biggest clubs in Europe, certainly in Prague, has multiple floors. I want to say there's a club on more than four floors. To get to the club, you have to go in a lift all the way to the top, and it's a rooftop club. It really was an amazing looking club. There was a nice outside balcony bit that went all the way around the outside with bars on. You could see over Prague, obviously there at night, everything's lit up. Really lovely club, one of the best clubs. I've, it might be the best club I've ever been to, actually. Of course, being in a club, drinks are incredibly expensive. You only ever get a couple of drinks in the club. You tend to drink before you go out. So we're in the club, dancing, having a good time, got a few photos together, as all the lads, and it was a really good time, really good night out. Probably one of the best nights out I've been on. We got back to the flat, I got an Uber back, it was probably around 2 or 3am, got back to the flat, had a few more, well, finished some drinks off. I remember we got a noise complaint before we went out. Funnily enough, in the flat, there was a sign on the front that says no noise past 10 p.m. It is illegal to make noise past 10 p.m. And on the photo, there was this SWAT team. So police SWAT team, they sort of barge in with guns when something needs to needs to be done. So a SWAT team. So we were laughing and joking, saying that's a bit of an overreaction a SWAT team with assault rifles to, to stop a group of lads having a laugh and, and drinking. But funnily enough, later on, some neighbour was very angry. We were making noise at 10 o'clock, sort of 10.30, um, half 10, as we say. And he was banging on the door. And one of my friends opened the door and he was shouting in Czech and we didn't understand. And he, my friend was like, OK, OK, relax. We, we, we're about to leave. And that was before we went out on that last night out. And when we got back, my other friend who was sleeping on the sofa bed, so sleeping on the sofa, for some reason decided it was a good idea to jump on the bed, uh, jump on, jumped on the bed and then there was another crack and the bed broke, well, the sofa broke. So we were a bit embarrassed again and we thought we've broken two chairs and a sofa accidentally, we're surely going to have to pay a fine. Eventually everything was fine. <laughs> owners didn't say anything about it but I kind of regret that happened however it wasn't my fault so didn't have to take the blame for that one overall really fun classic 
lads holiday as you can imagine it sounds like we were just drinking but obviously did some touristy things as well would really recommend Prague one of the most beautiful cities I've been to actually it's really big fairly wealthy and affluent area I would say nice touristy things to do go to the square see some of the the churches there's some nice parks there's the bridge where everyone puts um sort of a love lock on so a lock how you lock your bike with a lock like that or a lock on a door they put a lock on right their initials on and stick it on this bridge i've heard actually that that might be a bit of a bit of a hazard because so many people have put locks on it's weighing the bridge down and the bridge is getting too heavy but when we were there it was still there and operating overall really enjoyed it we've just got back from Sofia in Bulgaria I might do a podcast on that we're planning to go away again next summer maybe somewhere hotter again we'll we will have to decide and we will have a, a diplomatic vote to see where we want to go Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully there were some new words and new terms you didn't know before and you also understood a good portion of it, maybe understood even more since listening to my podcast and look out for the next episode. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.